Inconceivable, a game of nerdery and nonsense, trivia and tribulations. Now let's join the man who, when it comes to his effort level, always puts more in our host, Dan Morin. Thank you, Lex Friedman. Welcome to Inconceivable, a game that tests two teams' knowledge of the nerdy, useless, and obscure. To my right is Team One. She's our last best hope for peace, Ms. Shannon Sutterth. Hello. He flies straight as an arrow, Mr. Monty Ashley. Hello. She hails from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castorboros, Ms. Erica Ensign. It's Castorboros. I knew I was going to get something wrong already. <laughs> Terrible. Dan loses 10 points already. <laughs> That's a good thing I control the scorekeeper. Who will captain team one? Uh, that will be that will be me. I would like to uh, first of all make sure that nobody thinks that simply because I was the captain of the winning team last time that, that means anything <laughs> at all about today. Executive decisions. It's really important to have some authority there. I think you brought it. Yeah. Uh, sure, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> to my left is Team Two. Give him an inch, and he'll take a Skeletor, Mr. Steve Lutz. Oh, Dan. Hi. I didn't see you there. <laughs> you say you want a revolution? Well, she'll give you 60 of them, Ms. Brianna Wu. Wingardio Leviosa, Lopos. Let's do this. And he's more machine than man now, twisted and evil, Mr. John Syracuse. Come on, big money, big money, no whammies, no whammies, stop! <laughs> oh my god, it's big bucks. I, I need a new teammate. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want him. Who will captain team two? Uh, that would be me, apparently. Mr. Lutz. Excellent. Just as a reminder, correct answers are worth 10 points, with partial credit decided by me and our scorekeeper, Mr. Friedman. Let's kick it off with round one, the jargon file. For five points, identify the item that I name, tell me what it is, and for an additional five, tell me what universe franchise or property it's from. Shannon, where would I find a Kyber crystal? Kyber crystal. Mm. I'm so gonna need some help, guys. <laughs> oh, it sounds really familiar. It sounds Star Wars-y to me. I'm pretty sure it's spelled K-A-I-B-U-R-R, but I'm not sure where I've seen that it. That is the spelling. No oh. points for spelling, but that's good. I like it. <laughs> well, the, the fact that you know how to spell it and that you have an inkling, of, a feeling of which, which universe it comes from, um, we could maybe at least get partial credit for knowing the universe, if we want to go with that. Go for it. Any guesses as to what it's for? It might be a thing Power. that helps a lightsaber work. Wow. Ooh, I'm, like willing, I'm willing to do it. Ten yeah. points. Star Wars. It is, oh. in fact, the crystal inside a lightsaber. Well done, team one. All Once right. Erica says, that sounds, I don't know. I'm not sure. You know it's not from Doctor Who. So <laughs> yeah. You just eliminate the entire world of stuff. I've resigned myself to Dan never asking a Doctor Who question to any team that I am. Oh, God, no. Yeah, I, I think it's just too easy. I think a lot of the game Knights of the Old Republic is spent running around collecting these crystals and mixing and matching them to make your lightsaber ah. do different things. Yeah, it's for pretty colors, Mostly too. Mostly changed That's colors. That's the most yes. important part. Yeah. Nice. I want to be clear that the, the next item Dan's going to read for the next question, I couldn't even pronounce it. I have no idea. <laughs> so we'll go to Steve. Steve, <laughs> all right. Tell me. Let's do this thing. What is a Sferf Neblin? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Steve. What is a Sferf Neblin? You said a Sferf Neblin. Sferf Neblin. Uh, can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> Look, a Sferf Neblin. Did. You've been asked a question about Sverf Neblin. There's your sentence. I can spell it for you if you like, if that helps. It might not help. A, a, a Sverf Neblin. 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 Ending in N-E-B-L-I-N at the end. Yeah, that's key. Neblin. That's going to change your whole thing. Oh, my God. Is that some sort of an in, impaction inside a Smurf? <laughs> that's, a, that's a wonderful guess. Uh, I don't know. Team, you guys have any freaking clue what it is? It sounds like something from a comedy universe, like Hitchhiker's Guide or something, so I don't think we're going to... I don't think we're going to... It doesn't sound like Hitchhiker's to me. I I mean, come on. These questions are not of comparable difficulty. Oh, oh, okay. Who doesn't know what a kyber crystal is? Yeah, seriously. Come on. Come on. I didn't. We've already reached the ad hominem portion of the show. That's excellent. Uh, I don't boy. think Spurf Neblin has any homonyms. That sounds tricky. <laughs> <laughs> is this, I mean, is this some sort of a, a Babylon 5 thing? This seems like a Babylon 5 thing. Oh, it does seem kind of like that. 
Uh, I'm going to need an answer, team, to... Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good answer. Uh, well, so, the yeah, team one, do you have any ideas here? I'm pretty um, sure it's not from Babylon 5. Well, we should give, Definitely we should give not Babylon 5. Was, uh, you know, Babylon 5 was our answer. Okay, right? Babylon 5 is your answer? That is wrong. Wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's an sure answer. It's good. Guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree with the Hitchhiker's Guide idea that, that it, it sounds... It does sound uh, silly. Or Terry yeah. Pratchett or something like that. I thought if anybody would know this, it would be Monty, but... Uh, I don't. It sounds goofy. I would guess Farscape. All oh, those are incorrect. It's actually from Dungeons & Dragons. A Sferf Neblin is, a, is the deep gnome. Basically the gnome <laughs> equivalent of like a drow. Let very, it be known, Dave. I'm very disappointed in you, Monty. Uh, now it sounds... I, now now that's uh, ringing a bell. Okay. I have awarded Team B two points for just blatantly to your face uh, accusing you of making their questions more difficult. I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, Team Spurf One, back to you. Uh, yeah, remember Nublin. that one. That's one. That's a that's a crime stopper right there. Uh, <laughs> or it will get you mugged. One of those. Uh, Monty, can yes, you tell me where I might find Ethildin? Ethildin. 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 Would you like me to spell it? <laughs> yes. It's spelled Zverf Neblin. It's spelled, <laughs> spelled like it sounds, Monty. I don't know what your problem is. I-T-H-I-L-D-I-N. Ithildin. Okay. <laughs> sounds a little faffer than the gray mousery to me, but not a lot. I, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, it's a clue. So, That's not it. Right. I was thinking Lords of, Lord of the Rings, Elvishy something. Yeah, Absolutely. It, is, it is that just because like, it sounds like Isildur? And Athelion. And yeah. it's not like Tolkien doesn't use similar sounding words all over the place. You have yeah. convinced me. Our answer <laughs> is definitively the Lord of the Rings universe. But we don't know what it does, though. You're going to get five points for knowing that it is, okay. in fact, from Lord of the Rings. Can Come you tell on, me what. Everybody knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me any ideas what it is? Uh, maybe it's like another word for mithril or something. That's my guess. I'm going to give you a, another wow. point for that okay. um, because it okay. is actually related to mithril. It's made out of mithril. Oh. Okay, so some kind of armor or piece yeah, of the it's armor? It's probably a weapon. Something close like it's that. A, it's probably uh, like uh, Gandalf's sword or the other one. You're thinking of Glamdring. Come on. What, what do you say? Oh, yeah. What do you, uh, Lex, what do you think? Six, seven points? I'm thinking seven points. All right, seven oh, points it is. Man. Team two, do you have a, just out of curiosity, any ideas what this is? I, I would have je- guessed Lord of the Rings, uh, and then I would have guessed it had something to do with some kind of metal, but that's, I, got, I have no idea. Is it uh, something they make wands or staves out of? No, it is actually the material that's used for the moonlight writing, like on the doors of Durin, where it shows oh. the speak friend and enter, uh, but it's made out of mithril. That was my second guess. <laughs> so close. <laughs> so close. Uh, Brianna, where yeah. would I find Dratus? Dratus. Oh my god, this sounds Here's really a hint. Mean. It's made out of clay. Oh my god, this sounds like so familiar and I'm spacing it. Oh my god. Well, Dratus. that's a good start. <laughs> Dratus. Dratus. Can we get a spelling on that too? Yeah. Certainly. D-R-A-D-I-S. Oh my god! Well, it's going to be something science fictiony, certainly. Yeah, yeah, you're on the right yeah. track. Yeah, Dratus, Dratus, Dratus. I don't think it's Star Wars. Do you think it's Star Wars, John? It, it sounds Star Trekky. You got to bring Frank in, find out what this is about. Yeah, yeah, Dratus. <laughs> you want you want to phone a friend? <laughs> god, sadly, god. we do not have that capability. <laughs> well, I, you know, is this how, is this how they spell the thing on Battlestar Galactica they talk about for their radar system? Dratus, that's it. That's the radar that they use when they're they're going around. That's it. Oh, Correct. I, I didn't know that's how it was spelled. I'd only ever heard it spoken. Can you tell me, just out of curiosity, do you know what it stands for? Because it actually stands for something. I was interested I to learn. I read it in the RPG game, which is actually really good. Like you have to guess, oh, who the Cylon is directional radar <laughs> you're pretty close and, yeah it's uh direction range and distance three things that would be useful to find on a radar yeah excellent work there all right thank team, you john team yeah. one uh erica mm-hmm. what's a squib 
a squib. I agree. Their that questions sounds, are easier. Yeah, that that's so very easy, easy, guys. <laughs> Come on. That is not from a universe that I'm familiar with, unless we are talking about the fireworks squibs in the Lord of the Rings universe, which are mentioned multiple times. Excellent guess. I love that. Wonderful guess. It's wrong, but it's a great guess. It's actually true. It's just not the true one that you were looking for. It was not what I was looking for, but thank you. So, team? A squib is from the Harry Potter universe and is a mm. person born into a magical family without magic of their own. Wow. Yes. Any five-year-old Thank child knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank points. you for saving my bacon. You're welcome. Oh, wow. So there's so much sniping from Team 2. All right, Team 2. This last <laughs> question for this round. Uh, John? This is the one I won't know. Go ahead. Uh, where would I find a positronic brain? Oh, <laughs> Now who's if got the easy team, questions? You can just tell me what is it? The, does data have that? I forget. Yeah, the, yeah, this data is Also, also inside data. Yeah, uh, that is true. I'm actually looking for the origin, though. It actually dates back older than that. Uh, oh God! Original series. Uh, what original series episodes had brains? Was it brains, the brains? What is brains? Spock's brain? No, no, no. no, no. I, the computer, no, the computer that blows that. up with the logic uh, paradox. Yeah, that's got to be it. That's got to be. What's it. the name of that computer? Oh, God. Jason would know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good enough for me. I'll I'll actually give you a hint and say it goes back even further than Star Trek. Uh, Would be Enterprise? Okay, hold on. So, okay. Who on Enterprise, who would have... Are you saying it goes earlier than Star Trek? Earlier than Star Trek, the the franchise. Right, okay. So, okay, I remember... No, Twilight Zone? Is this something from, like, Day the Earth Stood Still or something? Like a previous science fiction franchise or film that uh, Roddenberry just cribbed from? You are right that it is from a previous science fiction franchise. What's What's franchise? before Star Trek? I was thinking of Twilight Zone, but that's not it. <laughs> it's uh, a little more it, classical. Lost in Space, maybe? A Metropolis? No, not quite that far back. You, you overshot. You overshot. The Bible? <laughs> <laughs> Goliath had a positronic ring. <laughs> How to positron? It's like not. It's after Metropolis, but before the original series of Star Trek. Oh, well, think yeah, about when robots started getting really popular yeah, lo- with Lost, Lost in, in Space. Lost, Lost in Space. I guess yeah. you think of like the robot from Lost yeah. in Space. Uh, close. You're gonna get some points here for this because you did get the Star Trek thing. So uh, we'll give him five points. Wait, can I wait one more? What about Forbidden Planet? What about Forbidden Planet? As a good guess, we're actually looking for something a little less visual. Let's say. Oh, can, can I take it uh, for more, yeah. more the Ask the other team. The radio play? Yeah. All no, good no. guesses. Team one, did you just out of curiosity? Erica had an idea. I was yeah. going to go with Isaac Asimov's That's, robot novels. That is, in fact, yeah. true. And she is correct. The robot brain is uh, with the three laws yeah. in it. That is a positronic brain, and the data construction was a reference to that. Huh. Never so, read that book. You, read that book? <laughs> yeah, Asimov wrote like 80 <laughs> books, dude. <laughs> pick pick up a one. book once in a while. Come on. <laughs> All right, so five points to Team 2 for that. And that takes us to round two, the first of our fake-off rounds. You fake-off. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I will. Uh, I believe in this one, it's going to be Team 1 is going to get a chance to guess, and Team 2 are going to present some answers. Team 1, you can bid between 1 and 10 points based on your knowledge in the following category. If you get the answer correct, you will get that number of points. If you get it wrong, you will lose that number of points, so bid carefully. Your category is Harry Potter spells. I, I have no knowledge in this area whatsoever. Monty? Are you a squib, and- perchance? <laughs> <laughs> can we know what the current scores are? Yeah, yes. that, that would help. At this point, Team A, which Dan interchangeably refers to as Team 1, <laughs> has 27 <laughs> points, and Team B slash 2 has 17 points. Uh, we're pacing ourselves. <laughs> Okay. I've read all um, the books, and I'm pretty good at fake Latin. <laughs> I, I am reasonably confident about this category. Uh, seven or eight points? Yeah. Let's Which one? Eight. eight? All right. All right. I would allow seven and a half as well. <laughs> Heck, I'm happy to, I'm, I'm happy to uh, go all the way up to nine or ten if, if you guys are feeling, feeling confident. I just, I'm, I'm here for team support, that's all. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll do eight. All right. <laughs> yeah, eight, eight points it is. I, I uh, never read the last book, so. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. All Team these, two. These are all from the last book. Team two, <laughs> take it away. 
All right, our first Harry Potter spell is Anapneo. That's an incantation that clears the target's airway in case of choking. Number two. Regulato, and that is a charm to clean up and carefully arrange everything in a room. The opposite of what Bree does in a room. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And the next one is Orchidius, a spell to make a bouquet of flowers appear out of the caster's wand. All right, team one, the choice is yours. Are we picking the one that is wrong? You're picking the one that is not correct, the one that is not a spell. One okay. of those is fake. One of those was made up. Actually, all Te- three of them technically were technically made up. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Let's put this way. One oh, of them was made fictional. up by me. The other two were made up by J.K. Rowling. <laughs> and what about Santa? <laughs> <laughs> Can we hear the names one more time? Just the names? Anapneo. Regulato. Orchidius. Steve's definitely getting some extra credit for his <laughs> delivery. I think that was... <laughs> <laughs> He's actually casting. <laughs> Someone is not choking. You should have seen the room. flourish. You would have loved. I'm actually it. holding a, a tiny Lego magic wand. If if that gives us any does points. that does that help you figure out the answer at all? Is that your version of moral support? Oh. Yes, I'm I'm waving okay. it at the uh, at the Skype icons of of Monty and Shannon to try to help them. So we'll see. My Team. first thought is Orchidius, because I feel like most of the one word spells end in vowels. And also, orchid doesn't mean flower. That's true. There, there, there's other spells that, that do the U.S. thing. There's ridiculous, okay. well, and, and there's true. others. Um, I think ridiculous is just a word, Shannon. I think that's just a word. <laughs> yeah, that too. But she spelled it differently, and that's supposed to. Oh be yeah, okay. Trademarkable. Then. <laughs> Legally distinct, as we say. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I kind of lean towards orchidius as well. Like based on yeah. the level of Latin to spell. Mm-hmm. that's done, I feel it would be more like Florelio or something, not a specific right. flower whose name means something else. Florelio, right. come back here and make it a pizza, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let, let's go for that. All right. All right is, that, is that your decision, Team One? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, or- John, you had Orchidius. Is that, in fact, a real spell? I have no idea you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I great. Know. Uh, oh, do you, Steve? I do know. Regulato oh. is, in fact, not a real Harry Potter That spell. is true. Yeah, that is right. true. It, it is, is not instead a real one spell. of the new sizes at Starbucks. <laughs> 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 you got your half-calf Regulato. Yeah, that's important. I was just trying to think from the movies, because I don't remember a scene where, like, you know, they use something like that. It would be so, handy, though. I think yeah. we can all agree about that. Right. Yeah, the movies yeah. aren't canon. <laughs> true, but I don't remember any of those from the books, either. Not 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 any of them. So uh, Anapneo, all the last one that you skipped. Yeah, Anapneo was I <laughs> okay. think in book Apparently. six. Yeah, I, I I was trying to find some good obscure ones. Orchidius, actually a spell. I agree, it sounds ridiculous, but it's actually a Harry Potter spell. Uh, Lex, how did they do in that round? Uh, they ended up with <laughs> negative eight points, yeah. um, making the score now nineteen seventeen. Ouch. Ooh, it's, it's anybody's game. Now it's a game. <laughs> all right, we're moving on to round three. One of these things is not like the other. I'm going to give you a series of items. Uh, they might be people. They might be works of fiction. You're going to tell me which one of those does not fit and why. You ready? No. Mm-hmm. Excellent. <laughs> Shannon, you're up first. Yes, sir. So here is your group. Tell me which one of these doesn't fit and why. Ellen Ripley. Princess Leia Organa. Spock. And Superman. Okay, so oh. one of the four does not fit. One of those does not fit. Okay, Ellen Ripley from Alien, Princess Leia from Star Wars, Spock from Star Trek, and Superman. Um, I'm thinking the obvious answer is, well, Superman's, mm-hmm. Superman originated in the comics, and the other three are all movie, movie TV characters. Um, guys, do you see any other uh well ripley's the only one that was born on earth oh that's a good guess okay that's true um all right i I also noticed some some royalty throughout there like i think is superman technically kind of royal in some sort and we've got a princess leia and i don't remember spock's background but he seemed important I know this one, and I want to steal it so bad. I totally got it. I totally got it. I will say that Monty was uh, Monty was on sort of the right track. 
Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. Okay. Definitely oh, at partial credit level, right track. Yeah, I would uh, give it. I'll give okay. you some partial credit. So, wait, it was Ripley and Princess Leia, Spock and Superman. Maybe she's the only one that's actually a regular human being? I think I've got it now, too. I think Spock's the only <laughs> one I never saw in his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't look closely enough at Star Trek Into Darkness, then, did you? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, oh, that's uh, another angle. Pon far sequence from that, the uh, second movie. Ripley is also... <laughs> No, that's wrong. Never mind. I thought okay. I was going to say All Ripley's right. the only one that's only been played by one person, but that's also true of Leia. Any right. other guesses? Team One, what are you going with? Um, I lean oh, toward I, I lean toward Monty's answer that um, Ripley's the only one uh, from Earth, and all the others are extraterrestrial, technically. All right, that is that's not correct. Lex, how many points okay. do you think they earned there? I'll give them half credit. Half credit? Yeah. That's, okay. that's pretty generous. For that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I was thinking more like three or four. Four. Okay. Think that's I'm, true? I'm convinced. Four. Okay. Can we steal oh, man. for like There's, There are no points steal for stealing, it? but you can you can get bragging rights, certainly. What do you got, Brianna? All the rest of them, all the other planets blew up. Spock's that is correct. Oh. Yeah. Ellen Ripley lands? is the only one whose planet doesn't oh. blow up. Okay. Uh, wow. Missed it. That now, well, that's all right. That's all right. There's, there's more coming. All right, Steve. What? Tell me which of these does not belong. Ready? Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. All right. Star Trek Five: The Final Frontier. Star Trek First Contact. Star Trek Insurrection. So far, all terrible movies. What's the what's the non-terrible one? <laughs> and Die Hard. And Star Trek Nemesis. Can, can you read these again just so I can type them and think about them? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Okay. Star Trek Five: The Final Frontier. Star Trek First Contact. Star Trek Insurrection. And Star Trek Nemesis. God, I only have vague memories of these movies. I'm trying to remember, like... Oh God. I have seen the two numbered ones on this list and none of the others... Star Trek Three, they the Enterprise blows up in it. Final Frontier in First Contact. Does the Enterprise blow up in First Contact? No, it does in Insurrection. No. Let's see. What about casting? Was like was a major character not in one of these? Like, did they all have? Kirk well, some of these Spock? were completely different casts. Cause, yeah, uh, yeah. Three and like five is the, original series. Were there cameos? Yeah. John, you're looking at the right angle, though. Okay. Was Nimoy in Gene all of those? Was Gene Roddenberry for... not involved in one of these? <laughs> you're in, you're in the right you're in the right area. You're looking at the right aspect of this. Yeah, God, that's. The, did that's did not... Leonard Nimoy turn up in later episodes? Um, I know that there was what Generations that had Kirk in it or something. Yeah, but okay, that wasn't so, one of these. So three had a major character dying. Nemesis had a major character dying. Insurrection didn't. First Contact didn't. Hmm. I'm gonna say again, John. John was on the right track, thinking about something about these movies rather than what happens in them. Okay, like who directed them or something like that. Three, That's what I'm saying. Like if, if Roddenberry wasn't involved with one of them, or if what about no. the numbers? Like, are some odd numbers and some are even numbers? Uh, I think they stopped so after, numbering them after original series. So, so Final Frontier was five. There was Undiscovered Country that was six. So then Generations would be seven. First Contact would be eight. Insurrection would be nine. Nemesis would be ten. So, no, that doesn't add up to any pattern. Wait, no, no, no. Er. <laughs> Mm. Any ideas too? I'm getting team two. I'm getting an answer. Feel free to take a stab. You'll get some points if you get the right one. That's the the odd man out here. Uh, Why don't we bet on insurrection? Since it's the worst movie of all of these. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds wow, really? That's okay. saying something. I've seen Star Trek Five. <laughs> so I will agree. Star Trek Insurrection is a terrible movie. It's really not good. Um, I think you're going to earn a couple points for thinking about the right answer there. Uh, Lex, give him three points. I agree. Is that uh, how it works? Dan just tells Lex how many points to give. We, we debate. Yes. Yeah, it's, a democ- it's a democracy that only Lex and I are voting members of. Uh, team one, <laughs> did you have any ideas on this one? Not me. 
Did it have anything to do with like um, something production wise? Like a special effects company did all but one of them or something? The production John at one point is mentioned true. something about the direction, and that's the right. It's it's going to be something related to directing. Oh, yeah, I don't is know it, who directed any of those. Well, they're movies. all directed oh, right. by somebody Leonard from the Nimoy, cast except right. Yeah. So Frank, Leonard Nimoy uh, directed three, um, and I know, oh, what's his name? Commander Frank, Riker. Yeah. Yeah, did eight. Insurrection was... Also Frakes, actually. Uh, the gem that is Star Trek V was directed by William Shatner. William Shatner. Star Trek mm-hmm. Nemesis is the odd man out because it was not directed by a cast member. Oh, that's really okay. interesting. Huh. Who directed oh. it? Uh, Stuart Baird, I believe. <laughs> fine, fine piece of work. That was not a good for Data to die. <laughs> that was not a good, great movie either. All right. Monty, your turn. Okay. All right, here you go. Tell me which of these doesn't belong. Tim Drake. Roy Harper. Jason Todd. Dick Grayson. And Thaddeus Ross. Well, I don't recognize the name Thaddeus Ross, but my first thought is that of the other four, three of them were Robin. Yeah, that's that's Robin. And one of them is uh, Speedy uh, Green Arrow's sidekick. Same here. I have I have no idea who Thaddeus Ross is, but the the other four, like you said, uh, DC sidekicks. It might help if I identified him as Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. I don't know if that will help or not. Nope. Oh, the not Boston me. Thunderbolts. <laughs> <laughs> this one's hard. I'm, uh, I'm going to say the other two were also hard. This one I think is particularly tricky. Yeah, not easy like the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Can I hear the list again, please? Sure, absolutely. No. Oh. <laughs> then my answer is shut up, Lutz. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to give you points for that. That's yeah. worth point. Tim Drake, Roy Harper, Jason Todd, Dick Grayson, and Thaddeus Ross. So what do you guys know about those, those names? Take them one by one and um, explain it to me. Let's work at it because I don't know them. Teach okay. Me. All right. Dick Grayson was the original Robin and grew up okay. to be Nightwing. I was wondering if maybe he might be the one odd one out because he graduated to be his own hero. Um, so Daddy did Roy Thunderbolt Harper. Ross. I have no idea. Did, did Harper? Yeah, he becomes graduate? Arsenal. I will say okay. that Dick Grayson is in fact the odd man out. Okay. Um, why? Well, that's very helpful. Why? That's like but half the, the question. Then our answer okay. is Dick Grayson. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yes, but now, They're getting some credit why? for that. But why? Um, um, and Tim Drake was uh, the most recent Robin. You were um, on the right track with their superhero identities. Did he have more superhero identities? Did he go from... I think he just had the two. He went from Robin to Nightwing. No, didn't he go to uh, after that to Red Robin? And had a burger. Something else? I feel like there was something that I was just reading. He's probably also spent some time as Batman. That's was that true. was that Shannon who said was that Shannon who said Red Robin? No, no that, that was, was Erica. Erica. That was Erica. Wow, Erica. Erica's uh gotten a particularly salient point there. <laughs> okay. Um, so so maybe it's possible that the reason he's the odd man out is that he not only went on to have another identity, but he's got multiple identities, whereas perhaps these other guys just had the two. But I don't, but I don't know those other characters enough to know if if they went any deeper than that, or or if if Grayson was the only one, as Monty said, to actually step up and take his mentor's place for a while. I don't I don't think any of the others that did that. All right, Team One, I'm going to need to call yeah. for an answer. Uh, Dick Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> can, you tell, can you tell me why? Yeah. Um. Well, if the Red Robin thing was a salient point, um, I would guess it has something to do with. Maybe the the depth of his his bench of superhero names. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that's our answer for how many different superheroes he was. That was a good guess, but incorrect. Team two, you got oh. any ideas on this one? He's the only one who have a burger franchise named after him. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> we should say Dick Grayson because you told us that was the answer. Yeah, <laughs> we'll give him. Uh, what do you say? Like four points. Four points. All right. That's exactly what I have. There was actually something even more closely related. Tim Drake is, in fact, known as Red Robin. Roy Harper is known as Red Arrow. Oh. Jason Todd does a stint as the Red Hood. 
And Thaddeus Ross is also known as Red Hulk. Dick Grayson oh, is the wow. only one not to have a super identity with the word red in it. That was, okay. that was tricky. Okay. That was hard. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a really they, clever question. They very See, that's what I go for. I go for the, the, the kudos on the really clever question. Yeah. Oh, you get some points for that? And ten for points it. for me. No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Balancing out those ten points I took away earlier. <laughs> All right. Team two. Brianna, this one's for you. Let's make it happen. Which one of these doesn't fit? Glamdring. I know it got mentioned before, so yeah, yeah, yeah. John, right, John's so, all over the top of this. Yep. Orchrist. Yep. Sting. And Andril. I have no... Ki- what? <laughs> all right. <laughs> what? <laughs> they all sound like drugs that are coming to market soon. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you get some glam drink right. on the street. Andril? Ask your doctor really if Orchrist is right for you. Yeah. These are all uh, Lord of the Rings swords, that's, I believe. That's correct. Oh, man. I know Sting, Orchrist, and Glamdring are. I'm not sure about Can you about spell Andril. the last one? Andril. A-N-D-U-R-I-L. I think you're mispronouncing it. <laughs> I don't think he is. Yeah, because so those are all swords. I think it's pronounced like... Sferf Neblin. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the first one, Glamdring. That's Ga- that's Gandalf's sword. Right. Orcrist is the uh, the one I think Thorin has. They find them in the cave in the Hobbit. Sting is is uh, Bilbo's Sting thing, is but Bilbo's it's not really a dagger. It's not really a sword. It's more of like a letter opener, as they say in the movies. But um, and then. Andruil is the uh That's gotta the, be an elven the, the, sword of some the kind. Sword right? that gets broken up into pieces before it's broken up, I think. So I'm thinking that, that Sting is the album now because it's not technically a sword unless I'm misremembering what Andruil is. Anyone have a better idea than I do? I have hmm. no idea. I actually I don't really like Lord of the Rings very much. So, <laughs> so it's a good thing yeah. I gave this one to you is what you're saying. Yeah, I'm appreciating <laughs> that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you're on the right track with swords. Um, I would hope so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and you, you touched up. You touched upon. I, in fact, I think I heard. Um, I don't. I think it was John say touched upon the most important detail here, but I think you glossed over it. Well, the, the fact that that, that Andrew was was broken up into pieces. No, not that. Unfortunately, no, it's, yeah. I said well, something thinking, about no, uh, only one of thinking. them being elven, perhaps like Andril. No, no, they are, the Glamdring and Orcrist are both made by the elves, and they, they're all they're all found in the Hobbit except for the last one, maybe? I mean, I, technically Sting is not a sword, it's like a, a short sword right, kind right, of dagger right. type thing, so technically that... We've been over if, this road, John. If they are all, <laughs> if they are all swords, then that is the... It's the problem with these questions. There's a lot of things that are different about... Oh, well, sure, but I'm only looking for one. Right, but you're just looking for one thing. Only one it begins could be with an they're, A. They're all found in the Hobbit except for the last one. Oh! All three of them are found in the same cave, in fact, except for Anduril, the sword that was that, which is the sword that was reforged. I believe it's Narsil before it's broken, right, right, or before it's reforged. Well, obviously, yeah. So they all the provenance is the key detail there. Yeah, you got Narsil, you got the shards of Narsil. Can I admit something? I have not only not read those books, I have struggled to stay awake in the movie theater <laughs> like, while those movies are going on, because that's how much I don't like Lord of the Rings. So. But yeah, your teammates dug you out there, so that's good. They did. Good teamwork. Thank you. That's Thank key. You. We're going to make right. this happen. Erica, this one's for you. Ready? Okay. You're going you're gonna to love the first one of this, but I, I can't oh, guarantee boy. for the rest of them. Jack Harkness. Okay. Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Jack O'Neill. Catherine Janeway and Jack Sparrow. Okay. Okay, who's Jack O'Neill, guys? Uh, uh, that's a Stargate guy. Richard Dean Anderson, I think. Okay. I might be making that up, but I sound so confident. <laughs> you sound with authority. That's great, Monty. <laughs> okay, did they all have Jack in their names? <laughs> no. <laughs> Excellent guess. Excellent okay. guess. No, we had, we had Janeway. But I think they might all be captains but one. Can we hear them yes, again? Yes, I... Jack Harkness, Han Solo, Jack O'Neill, Catherine Janeway, and Jack Sparrow. That, that's what I'm thinking, that yeah. O'Neill's not a captain. That, uh, that's I, think, my... I, I don't watch that, well, so I don't know. Han Solo isn't a captain. O'Neill, if I'm right that he's Stargate guy, may in fact be a military oh. captain. Okay. As opposed to a starship oh. captain or a pirate okay. captain. Well, I mean, you could argue that Han Solo is the captain of his ship, like yeah, not, but no one calls him that. Official, <laughs> but they call Captain Jack Sparrow, and they call, 
say Captain Jack Harkness and they say Captain That's Janeway. That's true, even though Captain Jack Harkness is not actually Captain Jack Harkness. He's been around <laughs> well, a long time. He might be a captain. You should definitely keep talking yourself in circles on this one. <laughs> I think we should say that it's Han Solo because he's the only one that's not a captain. Can I get a ruling from the captain of that team? Erica, would you, if you were on the list. Yeah. Oh, captain. Um, I, Monty sounds pretty confident about it, so <laughs> I, will, I will go with that, sure. And now we understand the folly of listening to people who sound confident. Oh, no. <laughs> no. The entire quote puts Captain Solo in the cargo Oh, man. Right, I mansplained on. our team to doom. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to get some points. Really a oh, captain. my God. Come on. On the plus side, though, I am very attracted to you right now, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get some points for uh, correctly identifying why one of them doesn't fit, but not correctly identifying the correct oh, one, which no. was Jack O'Neill. He is a colonel. Right. The rest are captains. Uh, is he Stargate guy? <gasps> is in fact Stargate, yes. <laughs> so uh, give him five points, Lex. Yes, I've awarded five points because they, they were right on, the, they had the right idea, just the wrong execution. <laughs> he went with the wrong, wrong guess. And John, this one's for you. Ready? Sure. Emperor Palpatine. Admiral Ozzel, Admiral Piet, Biggs Darklighter, and Captain Antilles. All of them die in a new hope except for the Emperor. Anyone got any can, better can ideas than that? Can you repeat all the names one more big, time? Biggs, Emperor, Biggs dies. Emperor well, Pal- Admiral Ozzel was a Muppet, so I'm going to be no help. <laughs> I'll reread the names. Okay. Emperor Palpatine, okay. Admiral Ozzel. Captain Piet. Admiral Piet. Oh, Admiral Piet. Yeah, oh, well, he's right, an empire. Yeah. Biggs Darklighter and Captain Antilles. Okay, well, Captain Antilles is in. Well, he doesn't show up until uh, Revenge lives, of the who Sith. Lives the Jedi. No, no, no. I think this is which episode they're in because, like, Emperor Palpatine, Admiral Ozzel, Admiral Piet, and Biggs is Biggs in uh, Revenge of. Big, Biggs dies in A New Hope. His, his scenes were cut. Okay. But yeah, he is, he's there in the he's there in the trench. Okay. So Admiral Ozzel, uh, Admiral Piet, Emperor Palpatine—they are all in Return of the Jedi. Biggs dies, and, and Captain Antilles—he lives. He's in that scene in. Could it be with them flying ships, or being in command? Wait, who? Yeah. Captain Antilles. Yeah. Remember, Captain. Not, he's he, not saying wedge. No. Captain Antilles was our last master. Remember, he was the one in that one scene in Revenge of the Sith. Like he's there for like two seconds. Wait, isn't no, he the no, guy no. That's, uh, right? Isn't he? Isn't it his his ship at the beginning of A New Hope? Yeah, on the Tantivine Four. Transporting. Yeah, that's in the radio drama. It's really good. I'm yeah. so bad with character names. So are these maybe like everybody except Biggs showed up in the prequels at some point? No, no. Emperor, Pal- Emperor Palpatine is there. Admiral Ozzel isn't, and Admiral Piet isn't either. Yeah. So, and I don't think Biggs is either. That can't be it. Um, Dan, can I give them a hint? Uh, yes, you may give them a, a brief the, hint. The, the hint that I would give you is that it, 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 the answer here will not apply to which movies they're in. It's rather the, the journeys that the different characters okay, take. Okay, so it's got to be well, who so dies. Who, do, who, doesn't who, doesn't die, doesn't... who doesn't die in combat? Uh, well, Captain Antilles is the only one that lives out of all of these. Admiral Piet gets... Wait, Admiral Piet lives. Or does he? Emperor Palpatine uh, dies. No, gets, Admiral Ozzel dies. Uh, well, who are Ozzel and Piet, first of all? Uh, Ozzel's Piet's like... You, from, from Empire. You, Admiral Ozzel came out uh, light speed too close to the system, and then he strangles him. Then Admiral Piet, he's the one that gets promoted. You are in command now. Right. I'm so bad with stupid character names. I can see faces, but I can't connect names (laughs) to them. I would have given you faces, John, but there is no way to do that on a podcast. uh, Ozzel, I think you're right about him dying. Biggs dies in the trench. Uh, Emperor dies down the uh, reactor shaft thing. Um... Uh, Antilles is he the one that's strangled at the beginning of A New Hope? I don't think that's true. No, that no, can't no. be true. No, I think they all die in combat slash violently, except for one of them. And I think Piet is a good. An- I think go Piet is a good. Are, they all, are yeah. they all killed by Vader, except for one? Is Palpatine ultimately is killed by Vader? Big, Emperor Biggs, is killed uh, by Vader. Ozzel is killed by, by Vader. Vader. Piet is killed by Vader. Yeah. Biggs is killed by Vader. 
Captain Antilles is not killed by Fader. That's got to be it. I don't. I can't pin down who Antilles is. I thought. I thought Piet lives. Yeah, I guess he does. Uh, all but right. I think so, uh, Vader. I, so yeah, it's got to be Ca- Admiral Piet. They're, they're all killed by Vader except for yeah. Piet. That, that's what we're gonna go with. Ten Dude. points. They are yeah. killed by oh, Darth Vader. Yeah. These names. Captain Woo-hoo! Antilles is in fact the captain of the Tantive Four who gets strangled really? by Vader in A New Hope. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So the Admiral Piet so, gets killed by the A wing that crashes into his star destroyer, <laughs> but everybody else gets killed by Darth Vader. Is that Antilles related to Wedge in some way? You know, they never say. I just assume it's a common last name, like Smith in the Star Wars universe. (laughs) (laughs) Revenge of the Smith. Well done. Little known fact, Jabba's last name is in fact Antilles. (laughs) (laughs) But his middle name is still the. Moving on to round four. Round four is the second of our two fake-off rounds. This time we're going to switch roles, and team two will get a chance to bid for points. They can bid between one and ten points. If they get the answer correct, they will get that number of points. If they get the answer wrong, they will lose that number of points. Their bids will be based on a category. Lex Friedman, give us the scores. Team B has clawed into the lead. They now have 40 points to team A's 32. All right. Uh, Your category, team two, is... Middle Earth characters. Oh, God. I cannot help. <laughs> one well, point. I, bet one point. I would, I would bet, like, oh, geez. This is all on you, yeah. John, because I basically, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I read these books, and I have no recollection of anything that happened in any of them. I think this is going to be one of those super obscure characters that nobody's heard of. It's not, it's not, it's not going to be, well, like, you know, the sword one was super easy for anybody who knows. Uh, like, super, I, super easy. Yeah, you guys yeah. blazed right through that. I know, Just well, insulting, we're, we're really. Here, but I think anybody, <laughs> anybody who considered themselves a Lord of the Rings expert would have got that one in two seconds. Whereas this thing, I feel, I don't know, I'm going to, I would, Steve, I think like five or Whoa. something. Really? Whoa. After all that disclaimer, you're going to say five? <laughs> well, then fine, four. If you're four, then. Oh, John, John, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go right. ahead and say three. Okay, right. he's the, he's the, the, captain. the captain has spoken. Three points are bid. Are you guys bidding against yourselves? <laughs> they're, they're just expressing their lack of confidence. We're, we're in the lead by eight, and, uh, you know, I'm not feeling good about this. So, All right, three points are bid. Tell me, Team 2, uh, which of the following is not a dwarf of Middle-earth? Oh. Team 1, take it away. Your first choice is Fallon, a smith of some repute. He lived in the dwarven city of Nagrod. Number 2. Dis, a daughter of Thrain II, this dwarf was also sister to Thorin Oakenshield. And choice three, Narvi, a renowned architect, this dwarf built the western gate of Moria. Choice is your team, too. I, I have no mm, information. I'm, I'm thinking that the last one is fake. You That's guys kind of where I'm idea? leaning. It doesn't sound very dwarvy to me. That's not why. Just because the bit, the other ones sound big. <laughs> that is why. <laughs> I'm going with Zverf Neblin. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, my my best guess is is three. Not the only one I have some vague confidence in. So I can so we can see just how wrong I really am. Is that the second one? Dis sounds totally familiar to yeah. me. That that's yeah, the one that I, I got a my ping on sucks. that one myself. And the, what was the first one again? Fallen. A smith of some repute, he lived in the dwarven city of Nagrad. See, that maybe sounds too much like the real dwarf names. Uh, oh, uh, you, you pick. Oh, God. <laughs> the captain. The, with great power, etc. Oh, this is rough. All right. Um, well, yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with John and, and go with Narvi or whatever the hell you said. <laughs> the third one. Yeah. So I will have to say I, I take immense credit from Steve for saying number one sounded too dwarvy because in fact number one was my invention. Uh, <laughs> a single dwarf built the entire western gate of Moria. <laughs> yes, the the it's in fact the doors wow. the the again the friendship doors the speak friend and enter doors. Okay. That was Narvi. He, well, he, he, he was a groovy right dude. Dis. He was a groovy. Yeah, Dis. In fact, I, the interesting thing I learned about Dis: the only female dwarf I believe mentioned in the entirety of Tolkien's works. Well, the problem <laughs> is the female dwarves look just like the male dwarfs, so they may have been there, but no one noticed. But, but, yeah, it's not surprising since there are more named horses in the Rings than there are named female characters, and I'm not just making a joke. Yeah, but are the horses female horses? <laughs> Somebody out there knows. That's the sad. Thing Lex, about that. how'd that round turned out for uh, Team Two? 
That was a loss of three points for Team B, uh, making it a five-point game as we go oh. into the final round. All right. Oh, yeah. So, round five. Okay. My gutlessness may prove to be wisdom yet. <laughs> round five, we're calling Punny Mortals. Uh, and this oh. is, as always, the round guaranteed to get everybody to hate me, which is why we close with it. <laughs> Way ahead of you. <laughs> From the following punny clues and plays on words, please deduce the common phrase that was intended. For example, if I gave you the clue, spare tire for a teen wizard... The answer would be Potter's Wheel. Well, you, you, were, uh. you were right about oh, the hating thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. right. You're on the show already. All I right. think I may have just wrapped around to liking you again, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shannon, we're going to start with you. Northern Lords in a State of Undress. Northern Lords in a State of Undress. Okay, well, State of Undress, Naked or Nude... Um, northern lords. Yeah, they're like Viking kings. Thanes? Uh, that doesn't sound like a, a thing. A northern, <laughs> northern lord. Hmm. Wait a minute. Thinking Wait a northern, minute. Like, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Stark naked. Ten oh, points. <laughs> well done. Well Woo. done, Shannon. <laughs> Stark naked, northern lords in a state of undress. Steve. I have no idea what Stark means in that phrase, but okay. <laughs> Steve, Millennium Falcon drinking vessel, perhaps. Perhaps. Falcon drinking vessel. Is Corellian cup a common phrase? <laughs> no. uh, start throwing out everything you know about the Millennium Falcon, uh, John. Well, well, hey, the second part We're going to be here all day. Millennium Falcon drinking vessel. It's like, uh, you know. Cup, like mug. Cup- yeah. Uh, Stein. <laughs> Millennium Falcon drinking vessel. Glass. Oh, oh World Cup. I don't know. What the hell? Millennium Falcon. It's a spaceship. It's she. The spice. Spice freighter. No. Corellian. <sighs> what else about the Millennium Falcon? Smuggler. I'll say you're gonna get some point. You're gonna get some points because you're part of the way there. Oh, well, unless it's like. Spice. Is a kind of crystal? Smuggler. Is it a freighter? Smuggler uh, cup. Freight cup? Freight glass? Don't answer, but does anybody on team one have an idea here? Actually, no. Okay. Um, I feel like it's going to be something that ends in Stein. <laughs> but I can't quite turn Falkenstein into Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be impressive. <laughs> so I, I think, then that Not- we're going to have to award them half credit. I think that sounds right to me, Lex. Uh, if, if it's any help, uh, the first half of the answer is a captain. <laughs> oh, it's a solo, solo captain. Right? Oh. 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 Falcon is a bad yeah, hint for solo. On. Let me just say. <laughs> I mean, if it's, it's on the show. Formal protest Scoundrel. against this question. Uh, your, yeah. your, your protest has been formally oh, launched. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the perhaps was doing in there. Yes, he didn't even perhaps have the means I couldn't come up with anything better, so you got to make the connection yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, five points to team two. <laughs> team one, we're back around you, Monty. Uh, yeah. Exhortation for a modern age Scarlet Speedster. Exhortation for a modern age Scarlet Speedster. Okay, Scarlet um, Speedster modern. is the Flash, mm-hmm. but modern mm-hmm. age Scarlet Speedster means it could, that could mean Barry Allen or Bart Allen, or it could be the name of whoever's playing him on the current Flash television show, which is Grant uh, something. Wally West. That could be Um, Wally West. Exhortation, shout. um, Flash. Uh, What would you say to the Flash? Flash? That's a a good angle to look at. Yeah, like, you know, it's an exhortation to the Flash. I think the Flash is, I think we're probably right on, on that second part of it. Um, so is there something? Can you, can you read it again, Jan, uh, Dan, exactly? Exhortation to a modern age Scarlet Speedster. To a modern age Scarlet Speedster. Oh, wait a minute. So that means, I mean, maybe that means that uh, the exhortation uh, guys, would be modern. Guys, go ahead. What do you think? Do go you think? west? I like it. Ten points. <laughs> I, I don't get it, but I'm really happy. 
Go. You, you, you exhort. You tell him to go. And Wally yeah. West is the current Flash. Go and West. And go West is the common phrase that was yeah. used in a newspaper in the 1880s. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right, Brianna, we're around to you. Sound of Enterprise Android eating cereal. Okay, sound of data eating cereal. So... Something something data crunch? Yeah, something data crunch. Well, is it data or is it they're gonna go with the actors there? <laughs> like Spiner, Brent. You you already got seven points, guys. Just bring it home for me. Come on. <laughs> this, is a, this is a phrase that we don't know. No, you, you like already data you already had it. I was just waiting for, crunching data. Good enough. Flip it around. Yeah, we'll give it to you. Number cruncher. Dating data crunching. You guys Uh, got it. You guys got it. Data crunching is not a common phrase. No, it is not. Yes, (laughs) it is. (laughs) So critical. Yeah, I was giving you points, and you're still arguing. They take away two points. I meant to say you look very nice. That's what I meant to say. They can have two points back. They can have two points back. That's a particularly convincing compliment in an audio format. (laughs) (laughs) Were we not explicitly tied going into this final round? Uh, your chat points. avatar looks as good as it ever did, Dan. Thank you, Steve. Did you say we're tied? It's 52 to 52 going oh, into this the fix third round. The third question of round five. All right. Oh, boy. Erica. Oh, boy. Amphibious red-haired companion. Uh, okay, amphibious red-haired companion. Amy Pond. Frog um, Pond? That, is that's not a phrase. Ten points. It is. The bell Amy, rang. Amy All right, Frog Pond. Yes. Ooh, Doctor Who. That's good. You got it. it. Yay. Frog Pond. Woo. All right, John. We'll take it. John, I saved the best for oh, last. No. <laughs> this is for you, because I know, I know you, you know at least part of this. Name of the wind protagonist turned into a bird. What? Turned into a bird? Does he have a last name? I know. Kvothe. Kvothe. Whatever his name is, but that uh, Kvothe the Raven? Perhaps yeah, ten points. Quote the Raven is correct. Is that how do you actually pronounce it? I've forgotten at this point. I mean, it's written down. However, you want to pronounce it. <laughs> I say quote, but hey. <laughs> All right, brought it home there at the end. Lex, what were the final scores like? Dan, uh, at this moment in time, the scores are sixty-two for Team A and sixty-two oh. for Team B. Oh. And then we, what happens? We have I'm time. shaking my fist right now. You can't see it, but I'm shaking my fist. One week from retirement. Tell you what, why don't you just declare that both teams this week beat the teams from last week? There we go. Uh, <laughs> sadly. I don't think sadly, that's true, unfortunately. Neither team has approached the scores of last week's teams. <laughs> By the way, I knew every answer last week, just so you know. Same. Before we close tonight, I'd like to say a couple words. Richard Sher was the creator, co-writer, and host of the fantastic radio quiz show Says You for almost 20 years. If you've ever listened to it, you'll probably have noticed that it was a major inspiration for this show. And if you haven't listened, well, now's a great time to go back and start from the beginning. Richard passed away shortly after our first episode aired, and I wanted to take a moment to remember him. He'll be sorely missed. Thanks for everything, Richard. And thanks, as always, to our fantastic panel and our scorekeeper, Lex Friedman. And, of course, most of all, thanks to you, our exceedingly clever devastatingly attractive listeners. We'll see you next time.